At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. My name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, are you a stock millionaire yet? I am not, though... Uh, my, my, I did wish that I bought some in uh, GameStop earlier or even last week, right? It was like 20 bucks and now it's sitting at what, 150 bucks. Uh, but be- as a result of not buying it, I, 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 I am quite lugubrious at the moment. So, uh, Curtis, you, you and I talked about this before. It was one of my favorite, um, Jericho promos. He was just about to fight Road Dog. And Road Dog is cutting this promo about how great he is, and this is how I spell my name. And Jericho interrupts him and starts going, "Well, let me give you a word to spell. Can you spell lugubrious?" <laughs> so Curtis, lugubrious. Uh, lugubrious is uh, the feeling you get uh, after you've taken a shower but somebody flushes the toilet midway through. Hmm, that's very good. I, I, my first impression, I thought it was like something like phlegm related, like when you had a sore throat and you, you that's the way to describe like extra phlegm in your mouth. Like, oh, I'm feeling extra lugubrious today. Or, But uh, that is that is not the case. Neither of us were correct. Lugubrious. So from that Jericho thing, after I don't know how many years that, that promo was cut, uh, I finally now know the meaning of the word. So the, the the meaning of the word is looking or sounding sad or dismal. Used, oh. in, a, used in a sentence. Uh, the Julie La, Lafayette, no, Julie Payette staffer e- looked even more lugubrious than usual. Lugubrious. It's a good word. <laughs> But were you following that story about Payette when she she uh, she got she decided to resign as a result of the? Uh... Yeah, I mean it had been going. I mean it 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 had been kind of uh, going on for 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 a while. I guess this investigation. I remember when the sort of uh, story first cropped up that she had uh, sort of been running a a toxic workplace environment at Rideau Hall. Um, and uh yes uh i guess uh, this investigation found found that to be tr- to be to be true yeah and uh yeah so she uh, she resigned she uh she took the uh she took the the uh sort of sensible way out because you know obviously it it, it wasn't going to be a good luck if she oh. stayed in that job so this is where I learned a lot more about our constitution and it just gets wackier and wackier. So um, she's the queen's representative as uh, governor general, right? Mm-hmm. If she did not uh, resign, the only person that can fire her is the queen. So could you imagine Justin calling up queen Elizabeth and like asking her to fire her? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that 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 the, that the Queen has had to do any, any anything anything HR related. Yeah, 
like, you know, has had to intervene in Canadian politics in her entire reign. No, but but that's uh, that's true. That, that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. The governor general is the the sort of de facto head of state, right? Like, it's just yeah. not the. It's but it's a you know, it's a it's it's a patronage appointment. Like, you don't expect the governor general to really exercise any actual like executive power. Um, but you know, because because of the the because it is as you say the the queen's representative in Ottawa, <laughs> there, there would have been the possibility of this issue getting punted, punted all the way, all <laughs> the way Buckingham to Buckingham Palace. But but that's a question. How awkward is that conversation? You know, ring ring, talking to the queen. Uh, I need you to I need you to do a solid that's still in the constitution. I need you to follow in the fire. Julie Payette and she'd be like who what <laughs> she doesn't she does she probably has no idea is, <laughs> she'd is be she like catering like is she do, do I know her she... don't make me don't make me uh don't make me appoint don't make me appoint the governor generals for you again like but, we used uh, to yeah exactly like but but what an episode of the crown that would be maybe, maybe that'll be that's when you know when um the the, the the famous show jumps the shark if yeah. they decide to go down that story arc where oh constitu- constitutional dilemma with the colonies. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just another reason why uh, we should just declare de- de- declare a. Uh, I, I wanted to say a republic, but then that just brings up too much too many bad connotations with the United States right now. Yeah. But uh, one thing that came out, so we, when we recorded uh, last time, it was the inauguration. But the one thing that came out of it, which probably the Americans needed a good laugh anyways after uh, the anger orange, was the whole Bernie meme. That mm-hmm. thing exploded. Mm-hmm. Exploded. Um, so I don't think I need to describe it. It's just basically Bernie, who is in the crowd, he's masked. He's bundled up because I guess it was a cold day in Washington, and he's got these awesome knitted uh, mitts on, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's kind of just, he just looks cold and miserable. He does in that shot, and as a result, he's everywhere. So, uh, without going in too far, because everyone's probably seen whatever. But Curtis, what 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 are kind of your uh, favorites that you saw circulating the internet? Well, I did like the one that uh, that that. Uh... Jamie Lee Curtis posted on Twitter, which, uh, which was her, which which was a screenshot of her doing her strip tease in the film True Lies, and then uh, and then Bernie just sort of like in the background, just just chill it out, just checking checking it out, you know, all bundled up. <laughs> and that was uh, that one made made me laugh. I've seen I've seen I've seen some great ones, but that one uh, that one made me laugh pretty loud. Um, one of my favorites was uh, by Mark Hamill. Uh, so he takes himself out of the photo and puts Bernie inside the back to tank in uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's great. Um, another one. We, we also both said we like that one. Uh, I don't know who the fighter is. I don't know much about UFC, but it's a UFC fighter and he's in an arm bar and he's tapping out like an obvious pain. And, the, and it's just he's just so perfectly set up for it the way the way that he's sitting at the inauguration that he just yeah. photoshopped him 
Well, and, and he's got his arms with the mitts folded around this guy's arm. It's just what, perfect. What, what's creative about that one is the fact that uh, it, it's not. It has nothing to do with the original photo, really. Like it, it, it the context is not. Everyone's just kind of like having Bernie go and sit somewhere. Yeah. This one, the guy went. Oh, I. It's like he's in a perfect position to hold an arm bar. So I, I give that one. Yeah, total great. Um, uh, creativity there uh mark hamill posted other few other star wars ones and i'll i'll, I'll mention uh so there's one where again taken himself out of the frame and it's darth vader pleading with luke in uh, bespin mm-hmm. to join him <laughs> uh but of course he's uh you know flexing to bernie and then there's uh he, he's still young him is it's still it's from a new hope when uh r2 is showing the hologram message of leia and instead, it's a hologram message of Bernie. Or, <laughs> but of course, the deep, deep, deep cut one was uh, Bernie hidden in the Mandalorian. Yes, With, uh, that taking in place of of Gene's guy. Gene's guy, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, I mean, you don't, uh, so you don't see him full on like you do in all these other memes. That's right. But, that's, uh, that's why I said it was a deep cut. Yeah, like, did that one like just. You know, not hats off to that one. Yeah, that was a good one too. But um, apparently, uh, according to an Associated Press story that came out today, uh, uh, the Wu Mettons uh, helped raise 1.8 million for charities in Vermont, the Bernie Sanders home state. Yeah, because it, it wasn't like a local uh, artisan that did the mitts or something. I don't, I didn't really dig into it because I just thought. Uh, I I don't need to see the deep story. It's just you know he's wearing awesome looking mitts, but that was the case, right? Yeah, the artisan actually has had uh, requests for more and said that she just doesn't have time. Like she's like I work and stuff like that. But I think just just because of um, uh, merchandise, just merchandise surrounding that photo, like because you can get like mugs and T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. That merchandise helped raise uh, one point eight million for charity. Oh man, that's that's see that's the type of story that you want to hear. You want you want to hear the internet blow up on someone good. Um, speaking about other political uh, merchandise, have you seen the merchandise made by the group uh, Friday by Six? I have so, not. So this is a local clothing maker and a U of T student that has decided to take all of Doug Ford's press conference uh sayings and like putting them on t-shirts with their own little artwork so there's a there's there's the the nine the 800 pound gorilla uh comment that he makes right uh i guess on on the on anyone that that uh i think he was talking about the big box stores right that don't uh follow the rules and then there's uh there's that one then there's the 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 firecracker in yin yang (laughs) like they just have a whole bunch of these t-shirts made and they're they're you know they're kind of cute and i don't think they're they're out to make fun of doug because there actually is a, a hashtag campaign that said get these to doug like he wants they want doug to actually be wearing it and the thing is it's like political satire it's putting a smile on people's faces and you know say what you will about doug like you gotta gotta admit the guy has passion when he, <laughs> just waiting for the next thing that he says in his press conferences oh it was also the other one was the um 
his mispronunciation like he's trying to say it in french like he was so angry and incensed oh and stay goes, à la maison yeah, that's right yeah. <laughs> Um, what, was and it, it, what, was, what was the other one where he called people? Uh, what did he call? He called people who were breaking the COVID rule. It's not bozos, but something like that. I was wondering if that one. But yeah, I can't remember what the what the exact derogatory term he used was, but it was it it, it was a uh, it was popular for a while. Uh, was it Yahoo's? It was, maybe it was Yahoo's. I think it might have been Yahoo's. A bunch of Yahoo's. Something. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I may have gotten that the 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 company wrong, but it, it's something like f- Friday by six or no? I think yeah, it is Friday by six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are 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 you are you seeing some of the T-shirts there or? Uh, they've got a. Uh... I think the cheese has slipped off the cracker with this guy as a t-shirt. <laughs> There's a, there is a stay à la maison shirt. Yeah. Uh, the 800 pound gorilla that you mentioned. And the other shirt that they have is they must be a few fries short of a happy meal. That's right. So and then it's got a picture of a box of fries with Doug's smiling face on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, Bernie, Doug Ford, uh, you know, he's, they're, they're making politics more interesting. (laughs) Um, But you were, you, you kind of mentioned off the top, the stock rise. So, uh, why don't we go into our headlines? Uh, so this was definitely one of the big headlines that I don't know if people really fully understand what is going on right now. Um, I, I had heard throughout the day that certain, stocks that were effectively tanking or really going nowhere were suddenly getting huge injections and the prices started skyrocketing so um blackberry being one and in the states gamestop uh which i believe is eb games here in canada where that particular stock was like 19 dollars a week ago um and the stock's been tanking because well we're in a pandemic, it's retail outlets in an industry where everything is going to digital download. Uh, you can even tell going into an EB Games, like the amount of video games on their uh, retail floor compared to like accessories and uh, geek uh, collectibles was, was definitely, there's, there's, there's a lot more squared footage given to that. Um, it was, you were mentioning, you were mentioning off air, like AMC. So like theaters, right. And they were all getting these huge bumps. Um, yeah. uh, uh, blockbuster BB liquidating, which is the final remnant of the, uh, blockbuster, the, the hugely defunct blockbuster company, uh, had a 774% spike in its value. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost comical. Now, like, I'm trying to, it, it was it was all over the news and all over Twitter. And I was trying to, you know, uh, make heads or tails of this story. And I'm like, you know, the meme where they have that really badly computer animated guy and it says stonks. And then it just shows like this really sort of bad 
sort of financial graphic with a with an arrow going up. Yeah. That's my level of expertise when it comes to anything financial. So I'm coming no, I, in this at a huge disadvantage. You 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 got me beat. I'm I'm more like a, a Homer's stock uh, stockbroker, the one that uh, had that was managing uh, Homer's stock, or actually, I think everybody's stock at the plant. <laughs> That's you right. Know, sold you, it at sold it at twenty five bucks. Yeah, he got yeah. it. Got a. Uh, Got a got a uh, bottle of this of of Sergeant Duff's Reserve Special Reserve <laughs> beer. But, yeah, but I the the way that I'm kind of interpreting the story because there are, I because I, I even think that no one really understands how this happened. But it looked like people were getting mobilized on social media, specifically on Reddit, and it, it just got the sense that they were just kind of told or they organized themselves in such a way that they all went and bought all at the same time. And they were these dying old stocks. Now you're right. There's people that are betting against certain stocks and these were a lot of them. So a lot of hedge fund guys took a bath uh, on these. Um, and uh, I guess if yeah. you're bored and you're at home and you know, and these apps make it that much easier to buy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Robin Hood seems to be the one that comes up a lot, which is, I guess, yeah, just, I guess there's been sort of a democratization of this, of like trading, you know, where, where, where people use these apps and get into these penny stocks and stuff like that. But uh, I just, I just really, enjoy um seeing seeing billion dollar hedge funds struggle you know like it's just <laughs> that's, i just i just really i know i know it's it's schadenfreude or whatever but you know it's like these these guys have been i mean the stock market is a is such a farce and it it it's 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 always been a house of cards right like like mm-hmm. people have been uh manipulating it the 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 entire time it's just it's just been been the sort of exclusive purview of people who've been in that industry and so it's really fun to see a bunch of shit posters on reddit reddit just get together and say like it can't be that hard <laughs> you know <laughs> we can just all all pool our resources we should be able to like a drive the stocks up and b you know really 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 screw things up for these guys and uh that's what i like about it it's just the the just just the how how completely that this house of cards has fallen and just how how much the whole stock market has been exposed as you know as a as a completely whimsical instrument yeah, exactly, and and it's it's like the simple game that they were able to use their own tools to exploit them, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how this all plays out in the end because it did halt certain stocks. Because I guess if a certain stock starts rising at some incredible rate or even falling at an incredible rate, it does kind of trip. I guess circuit breakers within the system to halt trading until they kind of figure out what is going on to make sure it's not like uh, something wrong with the system. But uh, it's 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 pretty insane. Um, 
And the thing is, like, a lot of these uh, sort of like, um, you know, beginner sort of trading services like Wealthsimple uh, have had to put out um, warnings telling people not to buy like AMC because because so, somebody eventually is going to get left holding the bag. Right. And, you know, because as, as we were talking about before, before we went on air, it's 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 like a, it's like a Ponzi scheme. Right. If, as long as people keep buying into it, it keeps going up. But eventually, like somebody's just going to get left holding the bag and could be, you know, could lose, could stand to lose a lot. Well, and so so like these these people who don't know much about trade, like like if it was me, I would I'd get screwed because I don't know what I'm doing. But exactly. I would but I'd see all this stuff like I'd see all, all the stuff on Twitter to be like, oh, that sounds great. I'll get on this. I'll get AMC and, you know. GameStop and stuff, and then I, I'd be the guy holding the bag and lose like everything. Yeah, well, I started seeing bits and pieces of it in YouTube. Like I've been seeing YouTube videos of people saying, "Oh, you're at home. Why not play the stock market?" And but those ones look obviously sketchy because they're steering you towards very small penny stocks, which I'm sure the YouTube creator has some connection to. And is artificially driving the price up with people watching these videos, and they're influencers, right? People, mm-hmm. you know, hey, go buy this. I, it's a good idea, and people will do it. Like uh, TikTok has a um, trending hashtag, and it's been a while, and I'm pretty sure it's called uh, Stock Talk. And people are doing these short investment uh, videos, uh, and saying how easy it is and and you should invest in this or I got rich investing in this. And it was just like, just trying to get people to buy these uh, almost worthless stocks in a way to, to kind of artificially bump them up because they, they, they'll, they'll buy it at a really low price, put out all, you know, a whole bunch of content on social media in hopes that people will just come and flock to it. And then the minute that starts happening, Oh yeah, just sell it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, gotta love when people will do do things like this just to kind of get get a blist out. Um, I do have a, a small bit of entertainment news. Uh, I think you and I read this in a book club many, many, many years ago. Uh, Master and Commander. So did you see that story? Uh, Russell Crowe uh, responds to tweet criticizing Master and Commander. So I guess there, there was like this. Um, uh, comment and I guess it got a lot of attention by by someone saying um, how lots of folk are complaining about lack of sleep during the pandemic and someone said may I recommend Master and Commander starring the usual usually captivating attention grabbing Russell Crowe. <laughs> he goes I've never made it past the ten minute mark. You're welcome and thanks Russell. And I guess he responded, right? <laughs> he was insulted by the fact that his, that movie is not that boring and I'm sorry Russell. It's it's I I remember the movie being very boring and the book being equally as boring. But, but yeah, the book was just I I mean if you want to learn some nautical jargon, I would recommend that book highly. Um <laughs> but, but if you don't if your if your purpose in reading the book is not learning meta, uh, uh nautical jargon and you're looking for uh for, for for a page turner, nah, you could probably do do better. But uh, what was the last time you read Moby Dick, or have you read Moby Dick? School. 
do do you remember the beginning of Moby Dick? Like it actually starts off like a uh, well, while while Ahab's getting the crew together, like does isn't it basically one giant music video? <laughs> like they're kind of singing this song about this nautical song. I, I just have this vague memory, and I remember just like you, you know, when when we were in high school, it was the height of M- MTV, I guess, right? Like yeah. music shows were and i just remember reading it going what there's a giant music video at the beginning of this book <laughs> i don't remember it too well uh, uh, that, that, that's okay but yeah uh yeah I, I think i think it's hilarious that he that he would re- respond to like i i think it's funny when like i always picture celebrities just never caring what other people think mm-hmm. obviously that's not true but uh um, you know, I, I would always think like you just would would hire somebody to read your social media and just give you the synopsis, and they'd leave out all the bad stuff. But um, to, to, that that he would respond, and that he would respond to a film that's that old, yep. and one that is definitely not in you know the upper reaches of his oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of respect it in a way. Like that's how. Oh, yeah, no, that's, no, if you... That's how committed he is to his work. And again, it, a, a, a smart, deep cut quip. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, Russell responds with, that's the problem with these kids. I'm not going to attempt to do his accent. Uh, kids these days, no focus. Peter Weir's film is brilliant. An exacting, detailed, oriented epic tale of fidelity uh, to, to the empire and service, regardless of the cost. Incredible cinematography by Russell Boyd and majestic soundtrack. Definitely an adults movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't think he wrote it with sarcasm. I think he was like really serious when he wrote that. <laughs> so I think he was a bit insulted by the. By the... <laughs> but 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 you're right. I love it when the internet does like they're they're dumping on it. But they're doing it in a really smart way. They're not just kind of, you know, saying, "Oh, you're you're an idiot. This movie's garbage." Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Um. So, getting off entertainment, or actually, this is still just as entertaining. This great headline I found: um, "Confused woman stabs husband in Mexico over photo with another woman. Discovers images are of herself taken years ago." <laughs> So has the guy not physically aged? I have no idea. So here's the here's the story. So uh she stabbed her husband after she found snaps of him having sex with another woman on his phone. The pictures later turned out to be her own and she was while she was dating her husband years ago. I think I think like probably she was looking for an excuse to stab him. I think so. He's probably like a general uh, jackass, and just I I just need to do something and like. Uh, but but there's really no depth to that story. That that was just a fantastic headline. But you and I love both love this one headline. This this last one that we have for you. Um, Thief threatens to call police on mom who left child in the back seat of her car he stole. He just thought that she could be a better parent. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. So 
ha- you know, at first I had to du- I had to double check if this was a real story because it was like it took place in Beaverton, and I went, "What? Hold on, let me double 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 check this." So, the guy stole the car, realized there was a small child in the back seat in the in uh, that he he had just boosted this car. He actually drove back to the mother, lectured her for leaving the child in the car, threatened to call the police on her, and like told her and demanded her to take the child out of the backseat. And then he just drove off, still stealing <laughs> the car. So is, is this morals over standard or is this the thief with the strong moral compass or? He's got, he's, he has standards. He has stand, standards. He doesn't have morals, but he has standards. And I can respect that. I think it's important to have standards. But I, I love the fact that in the story, they had to put in the fact that what she actually did was not against the law because apparently uh, she she was within sight and sound of her child, but she left the car running. I, I don't get people who leave their car running when if you I know, guess in Beaverton, Oregon, maybe it's got a low crime rate or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's outside the basics meat market. And he had to make a U-turn in the adjacent video-only parking lot. This is the time where I wish everybody had like a recording device on their car because I would have loved to hear the lecture. Like, <laughs> what do you think? The, what do you think the the thief was telling her? <laughs> like, I, I first you, thought was my first thought was, you know, lady, put one of those diamond yellow diamonds that says "baby" on board. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because now I, I look like an idiot <laughs> stealing this car. There's a kid in the back. I've got to take. I got to take time out from my from my my getaway. <laughs> my getaway to bring your little brat back. I want to know, on. like, I want to know what kind of business video only. Like, sure, surely that that must be a derelict store. <laughs> there can't be, there can't be a many, any stores that are video only these days. Well, what, what's what's fun is is it like a maybe it's a a, a meat stand because what would it like? Well, how could she still be in sight and sound of the child in the car? She leaves it running, and it's like you're right. It's it's like a basics meat market. I'm taking a look at the video only here. Oh, they sell a. Uh... They, they they sell TVs and stuff. I thought it was like a video store. Chain no, specializing okay. in brand name audio and video products, including TVs, cameras, speakers, and tablets. Ah, I know, Curtis. This is the store we need to go to to find Thunder in Paradise. They, I bet you they have it. <laughs> Director's cut. Maybe maybe what was that? What was that fancy edition of DVDs? Uh, Criterion edition. The Criterion edition of uh, Thunder and Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> the, the other other stores in that in the area of that crime scene include uh, Capital Pawn, Tammy's Hobbies, and uh, Napa Auto Parts. There's the basic meat meat market. It's a, it's a it's a fully uh fully functional, fully featured in uh, all one stop shop for beaverton nights yeah let me tell you if you're in the southwest canyon road and southwest lombard avenue area of beaverton um don't leave your car running <laughs> or with your child in it or with your child in it and uh, well, check out tammy's hobbies i, I i'm sure i'm yeah latest macrame latest macrame accoutrements 
but but I would love to see the video again and the audio of like the thief. Like, do you think there was a lot of finger pointing at the mom? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of finger pointing. Some, I think, some tisking and some tutting. Maybe some arms folding. Yeah. Arms folded. Yeah. Generally, gen- generally looking at unimpressed, unimpressed with her parenting skills. I, I I'm a thief, not a kidnapper. <laughs> like again, the exactly again standards right you're right like you know like this guy is like my kind of thief you know definitely definitely has um you know definitely has 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 an has an ethos and sticks to it well he's no nihilist come on (laughs) clearly (laughs) oh my so another odd odd week in the news uh ending off with our thief i wouldn't say thief with a heart but yeah thief with standards yeah because he could have just easily left the car or left the kid somewhere but he knew to have enough to risk getting caught driving back to the mom and not even like him taking the child out like he demanded her take her (laughs) yeah don't forget the diaper bag you know, the kid will need it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I've uh, I've given you a list of uh, of of of, of age appropriate uh, counseling videos because because this kid's been through a, through a crime now. <laughs> it's gonna have some trauma. <laughs> You're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, the 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 car thief being a better parent than the mom. <laughs> That'd be awesome if she ended up being a better car thief. Oh, that's the oh. twist. That that you know what I think you have maybe the latest uh, or the next Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> so the Liam Liam Neeson's the car thief and uh, steals. I don't know Jodie Foster's kid. Actually, no, Jodie Foster's probably might be a little. Uh, it's like mean, the reverse of Taken. That that is true. Oh my god, this is this, this is going off the rails quick, just like, just like the mob. All right, why don't we get off the headlines and let's talk about episode three of WandaVision. Plot thickens. Uh, Wanda and Vision are propelled into the seventies. Yeah, Partridge Family, Brady Bunch esque. Um, stylings uh with a big surprise at the beginning which you kind of saw at the end of the the last episode before things went color as wanda is pregnant Mm -hmm. so spoilers from here because i don't think i can do any more description beyond here so this is a continuation they seem to be jumping to the new show uh wanda is pregnant and it's kind of funny because it's like tv pregnant where there is no sense of time passing yet. Uh, she's like constantly getting more pregnant, pregnant, right? Like someone will just be pregnant for like a half a season and suddenly give birth or just, you know, out of the blue, just pregnant. So it's kind of interesting to see that put into play. Um, but uh, you and I made a few interesting observations. So let's talk about the world that they're in is getting a bit more glitchy. So this is the neighbor that is trimming the hedge more or less right at the beginning of the episode, right? 
um, and he starts cutting into the concrete fence retaining wall between the two properties. Uh, Vision makes a comment and he goes, oh, I guess I am. And doesn't even blink an eye. Like, you know, something's odd because even Vision notices. So uh, my comments from last episode are, are now kind of, you know, uh, thrown out the window because now Vision is starting to see that the, there's something up with the world that they're in right now. Yes. Yeah, he he uh he's he's definitely sort of a bit more a bit more tuned in. Um I think uh yeah, due to the due to the rapidness of the uh of of the of the pregnancy and yeah, so it starts off like there's all kinds of like sort of uh sitcommy funny moments, but it kind of takes a turn by the end. Mhm. Um, but oh, one one thing before, like you said, sitcommy, Vision's hair in that yeah, episode, sideburns, that is awesome. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it takes an interesting turn. So the accelerated pregnancy it goes with her, like them preparing for having the baby to the end of the episode of her actually giving birth. So that's one thing that happened, um, and. Geraldine, the uh, not neighbor, but in the previous episode, she was kind of like a good ally to Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it gets the world gets glitchier because the because Agnes, the nosy neighbor in the previous two episodes, uh, and the other neighbor notice something's weird about Geraldine because they say, "Oh, she doesn't have a home." So they're they're kind of alluding to the fact that she's not of the TV show, mm-hmm. or they find it something weird. And um, and as you as you said, things get really weird because Geraldine mentions something um, outside of the TV show, but in Wanda's real life, and that's a reference to Pietro. Yeah, uh, which is his brother that dies in uh, age of ultron right right yeah so uh what so it takes wanda out of the sitcom for however long and she the best way of describing it she boots her out of the tv show is that yeah. a fair thing and uh yeah and she ends up on the outside of the town, which has been surrounded by, I guess, like military. Um, and that's what my, my wife seems to think that this whole uh, universe that the show is in is of is of Wanda's own creation. She, so she seems to think that she's got this sort of reality that, that she's created and the military is there to sort of keep it in, uh, keep it in check, I guess. Um, because remember when we noticed that there was that sword, there was the sword um, symbol. Yep. The circle in the sword uh, that was revealed in the first episode by whoever was watching the TV monitor. 
it was on their notebook and then it appeared as a logo on the chopper at the toy the toy helicopter so i'm not i'm not sure if this if this is it but sword there is a sort of extraterrestrial arm of shield called sword mm-hmm. and i wonder if they'll be revealed to have something to do with this or to be like maybe the you know in charge of the forces surrounding the area or something like that yeah. um I mean, I, I assume that on Friday, because it took such a narrative step in episode three, that it will go, you know, take a further step in episode four and we'll learn sort of even more about, you know, the the why of 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 this. So I, I think that's a really good uh, analysis where because I, I thought she was in prison, but it does makes sense that this would be a prison that she is creating that's that's a it's a good way of looking at it uh because if she can boot people out it means that wanda could technically leave whenever she wants to right it's a prison without walls for her and it seems Uh, every time that they've done like a you know when you mentioned like the beekeeper and stuff like that where they've where, where they've done that rewind and then they take the show from a different or when Vision says something she doesn't like and it goes back and then and then they take the show from there. She seems to be doing that. She seems to be the one that's instigating that. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because there was one at the beginning of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was the reference? I, I, I totally forgot about it. But it, it, it was an interesting one because it didn't actually rewind. It almost seemed like a really awkward, hard cut uh, with Vision. Mm-hmm. Vision uh, said something that she didn't like, and I can't remember exactly what it was. And then it cuts, and then he says says it again. She sort of sets him up again. And he says something like a lot more innocuous. I, I think wasn't he questioning how she was pregnant? Yeah, I think that was it. He was questioning the whole. So her creating this world, which is like perfect blissful happiness, maybe isn't to subdue her, but maybe it's something that you know she she desires right and she maybe she watched a lot of tv when she was in sokovia (laughs) Mm -hmm, yeah but uh so it seemed like geraldine i guess tried to snap wanda out of it by mentioning pietro because it seems kind of weird that she would bring it out without any real intention right yeah i mean unless she had uh Oh, she seemed she seemed to kind of not know what she did. So I don't know if she had like some sort of snap sort of thing where you know she remembered something from the outside that hmm. you know briefly or yeah, it's you're, hard to know exactly right. what her per, her per, I guess, I assume she'll be in the sh- in the show again, but I, I think so. And I, and there was also an interesting take, uh, much something more like the Truman show when the doctor talks about going on vacation and he, uh, so he, he helps with the birth and then he leaves and he, and they talk about him going on the trip. And then he mentions the awkwardness of, Oh, it's not like I can go far. Like, yeah he's like no one can escape this town sort of thing that's right that's right so uh, for those that kind of dumped the first episode or just didn't really get it it's it's to me it's it's really accelerating quickly now i think it's it it, is it only a six or 
eight episode season or a run i i think it's um, i think we're more than we might be halfway at this point if not near it's uh nine episodes oh okay okay so okay so we're 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 basically finished act one type of thing yeah um so i i assume that next episode be sometime in the 80s i think sometimes the trailers show a little bit too much but uh you see uh what a halloween um scene where the two of them are dressed in their comic book uh, yes yeah that's right yeah so vision's got like that really really yellow cape and wanda's (laughs) got her sort of like the, the Scarlet Witch costume. Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch costume. So uh, one thing we always point out in the uh, the last two reviews of the show, we talked about the commercials. Uh, so once again, commercial is put into this episode um, about soap. Uh, and there is a bit of a tie-in, I believe it it's it's brought up at uh, agents of shield that that's how hydra when they infiltrated um shield was using soap in some capacity for either mind control or or something to that effect i i never watched the show and again i tried not to go down in too much any into any rabbit holes that are out on the internet right now on wandavision i'm just enjoying the the trip too much right now to really you know dig into every little easter egg or whatever that's they keep planting um but uh Mm -hmm. it's interesting because if wanda is creating this world why is she creating these commercials (laughs) yeah that's a good question but uh yeah so you you we were mentioning that geraldine gets ejected quote unquote she had to go home i think that's what wanda's quote is Mm -hmm. and she flies either out of the out of a portal or something onto the ground. And that's where you're kind of seeing, Oh, this is like the real world. There's technology. There's, there were people there, military. You don't really get to see too much because there's this chaos that something came out of uh, the, the, the town. Mm-hmm. And you see things that look like they're setting up. I don't know if it's something to monitor the barriers or something to create the barriers that, that something that's containing the town, but um We'll have to find out more this week, I guess. And I'm wondering if that radio message from uh, episode two is somebody trying to get through to her from the outside. Oh, totally. To to because at first I thought it was somebody trying to get through to her on the outside to 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 like escape a prison that someone else has put her in. But now I'm wondering if it's somebody getting through to her from the outside to try to talk her out of the out of out of her created reality it's uh it's it's a very good uh very good very good theory like that that's you're left to left to believe that right so and it, it sounds like people from the outside can enter it in one way shape or form like the beekeeper image and obviously geraldine had to be able to get into town somehow so uh, obviously they're able to go in in some way. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I'm, 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 my curiosity is peaked. I know that when we talked about the show, like when it first started, I was like, I don't know if I really want to know about the bigger picture. I kind of am uh, 
I'd be interested in just seeing like these Wanda and Vision riffs on sitcoms through the ages. But now I, you know, now I am interested. <laughs> well, I, I it, with nine episodes and we're three in, uh, I, I can only guess if it's like kind of a standard story arc, maybe another three in TV land and then do the final, the final act outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, still enjoying the ride. I, I don't think I've talked to anyone that's really found it disappointing. Um, you and I talked about it last time about superhero movies should be taking more chances and doing mm-hmm. more writing than just standard good versus evil and some giant fight with some glowing light creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's getting kind of boring. So um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm liking where this is going. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, to Friday's episode. See, you bet. see what kind of wackiness happens next. You bet. Uh, so on to video games. Uh, I'm still playing through Control. Um, really enjoying it. So I, 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 I recommend you try, give it a try, Curtis. It's, uh, you'll probably find it quite inexpensive now because it's, it is an older game, but, uh, I think people that like, I'll set the expectation right now. It is not a free roaming world game. So it's, it's a, it's a defined map that where you can go and cannot go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story is interesting um the combat mechanics are not silly difficult um but uh it's 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 loads of fun i i'm really enjoying the character and the the main character that you play is very likable and uh like i said the sci-fi is just out there and obviously if you immerse yourself by reading every single little article and clue that you pick up along the way to understand what is happening um, will only kind of help your the immersion. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of bring up, and I've been looking at some of the material for it, is Resident Evil: The Village. Now I don't know if you're a big Resident Evil fan, Curtis. I know you've played through a few of them, but mm-hmm. this is the latest offering that's going to be coming out, which I hear is going to have or is like a a free world uh, type of game, unlike. Resident Evils of past, which were more like Control, where it, here's the map and this is all you can walk around it. But man, I, I, the last couple of Resident Evils terrified me, so I can only imagine what a free world <laughs> Resident Evil game would be like. I'd be, I'd just be hiding in one building. I, uh, <laughs> I was scared of the first game, man. You know, like it was, it was, it was on the the the, the PlayStation. So, like, you know, the, the graphical fidelity was muddy and stuff like that. Obviously, but and like, the voice acting was garbage. The voice acting, yeah. Jill Valentine had to go. Whoever did that voice acting, um, but uh, but just the being out of ammo constantly, just like that kind of thing was was scary. Just like you know constantly being at a disadvantage because you just weren't used to that in video games right like Mm -hmm. especially zombie video games they were all about just blowing up as many of them as you could you know um this was just the the situation you were in uh was 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 scary enough and like if you were you know 
you used your last you used your last shot in your revolver and then you go through you go through a door you think i think i'm safe and then you 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 go in and you don't realize that there's been a zombie behind the door <laughs> and then you turn around and it's there and you've got nothing you're just like and then that would that would freak me out even even though the you know the jump scares were pretty telegraphed and stuff like that like i just thought the design was great of that i love that first resident evil game yep um I never played through the last one that came the, the of the new of the new kind uh, on PS4, which was uh, Resident Evil Biohazard. It was basically outside of the world of Chris Red, Chris and Joel Val, uh, Chris Red, uh, Redfield, uh, Chris Redfield and uh, Joel Valentine, like outside of that Raccoon City world, and it was like just it was just this bizarre kind of ghost house um texas chainsaw massacre family type storyline and I, I i played through the demo and i was like okay i'm done <laughs> this, this, this is freaking me out too much so I, I i i couldn't play through it and then i heard that they came up with a vr version and i was like oh forget that yeah, big I'm, not that I'm not that that big into the survival horror games so much because like I scare so easy, but uh, I did like Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, uh, uh, one one through four. Four was kind of annoying because you had to micromanage uh, that that girl and put her in put her in like garbage bins all the time, to hide her from zombies and stuff. But, uh, five was very good. Five was uh, the return of Chris, and you're like in a. Um... Uh, I think it starts off like in an African town, but it wasn't really zombies, if you will. Like they're kind of more under some kind of weird hypnotic state. Like they're more fanatical, but mm. here, it was, it was, uh... and that one had uh, a cooperative mode where two people can play at once, I think. Oh, that's uh, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that one was a good, that one was a good one. But the, the latest one of the village, uh, again, just hit, see screenshots and i don't think there's a full trailer out for it there, there was a few moving things for it. i was just like watching it going nope can't do it <laughs> <laughs> can't do it can't do it uh but uh yeah i, I think was, uh i was so like i scare so easy do you remember a game for the playstation one called uh i think it's just called clock tower mm-hmm and it was like there's a guy and he's got like uh like shears and he's murders people and you investigate this clock tower and i think you're trying to figure out who the identity of the killer or whatever it takes place in i think in norway and uh and there's just there's not much going on but every once in a while you'll hear like the snip 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 and then you open a door and then he's there and he's just like and and uh and he and and he chases you and and he's you know he's faster and you can't you can only like impede him you can't like hurt him or anything and uh again like i I was too scared to finish it Mm. (laughs) this is for the playstation (laughs) one you know oh so so i was just catching up on uh resident evil the the village so chris retfield does return in this one uh but i think he's not the playable character like he he's kind of set out to be 
the bad guy in some cases there's there is a third trailer out for it that's kind of the most complete trailer and it yeah go watch it curtis maybe wait till morning and watch it over (laughs) breakfast (laughs) because you know it's it's obviously showing it on ps5 ray tracing all that great stuff like that course ps5 can hold and you're just like oh this i don't know if i need i don't think i can handle this (laughs) yeah i might have to yeah, I might have to. If I play that one, I might have to be in there. I see that there's a six-player online multiplayer. I might have to play with other people so that I'm not... in 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 cartoon mode. Like, can you can we can we take the real graphics out and just kind of cell shade everybody? Yeah, kind of. Then I might be able to handle it. Yeah, exactly. Um, PS Five is still sold out everywhere. So how long has it been now? Is this now month two, month three? I think like was it yeah early early November that they came out. So I, I had picked up this story about um, you know obviously people are using bots to buy up uh, PS fives and putting them on the secondary market, and they're basically using the same bots that I think the the sneaker heads use when uh, sneakers drop. So someone's already perfected you know and made it into like a, an easy to use app to scour these sites and monitor for a prop product and then just start buying them up. And one of these guys decided to brag, I think on Twitter saying how, I don't, I forgot how many they scooped up, but uh, it obviously got taken down quite a way uh, quickly because, you know, what are you doing bragging on the internet that you just scooped up all these and, int- and your intention is to sell them at uh some ridiculous markup on the secondary market for those people that like, don't get me wrong. I'd like a PS five, but I'm not going to pay two times the retail price for one. No, no, absolutely not. I can tell you that there's no reason to do that right now. Like there's, there's not that many games out, out for that, that truly take advantage of the technology. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as is always the way with these kind of things, like what, what, Usually they they come in line in availability when there's like a lot more um, when 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 there when there's a, when there's a lot more product available. You know what I mean? Like you know there'll be there'll be like uh, you know a couple of killer app games that will come out, and then you know they tend. I think I remember the first or the or the PlayStation Four. I couldn't get one. I couldn't get one. And then around the time that uh, that the infamous game came out, mm-hmm. um, then then all of a sudden it was it was in stock in most of the EV games I went into. You know, so so uh, they don't really have that yet. I don't think. Like I could see, like just as a hypothetical, like when the next Horizon game comes out, I, I bet you at that point in time you know, they won't be so hard to find. Right, right, right. Like, and it's and it's only been a few months anyway. So yeah. I, I, I'm still holding hope that by springtime, I, I should be able to get one with relative ease. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it is Sony. It's not like when, what was the worst launch? Uh, was it the, was it the original Wii? That one was yeah that that took a that took a long time uh, to 
to sort of like see stock readily available in stores. Like like when I got that Wii, the only reason mm-hmm. I got a Wii when I did, and this was already like you know a couple of months after launch, was because my friend called me from one of those like basement malls in Toronto, you know, in the path. Yeah. And said, this random toy store has three of them. Get down here now. <laughs> and I did. And I got, and I got one. Um, and th- that was the only reason is because this random toy store had three of them. And it happened to be in the path. <laughs> and my friend was there and he called me. Otherwise it probably would have been another couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Nintendo has always been like that. Remember during the early, actually during the lockdown, remember how I was mentioning, oh, I, I, I'll see if I can find that ring ring fit uh, add-on for the Switch because that looks kind of fun, like that ring fit game. It was only just before Christmas they started going back in stock. Like it took them months and months to get those back up and running. Uh, but that's typical Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo is the worst for, uh, for for like that kind of like drumming up that kind of demand by, by 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 like uh, short shipping things. I like just the most random things. I remember like when they came out with the uh, Ocarina of Time remake for the 3DS. Yeah, couldn't get that anywhere, and I was like, really a remake? I mean, it's a great game. But a remake for the 3DS of a PlayStation 1 game. Couldn't get it anywhere for ages. Oh, thank thank goodness for digital download, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, for, for, as far as software goes, digital download has, has uh, pretty much erased those problems. Unless you want to get like a collector's edition or something like that. And and then in that case, if, you, if you're that person, you've pre-ordered it already, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's it's now that the, the the hardware though is uh, still um going to be uh it's going to be going to be an issue. Hmm. Until everybody starts streaming. Yep. Yeah, that Google probably... Stadia could still happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 have to see. Um one one more one more video game uh, article news. Um what is old is new again. So arguably the biggest trend in in games right now or at least genre of game is the battle royale um style of video games right where uh you know fortnite being one of the bigger bigger ones where people drop 100 people drop into a game and one person left standing so apparently uh and you might want to look this up for yourself is on the switch there's battle royale tetris so same format, bunch of players all jump into a, a, their own Tetris game, but you're all linked, and it's last person standing playing Tetris. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's 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 free, just like all Battle Royale games, and um, yeah, give it a try, Curtis. See see how see how you hold out, and see how quickly you can get that song out of your head if it's the original song. <laughs> Well, now you've put it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes another episode of the Existentialist Cucumber. Uh, Remember that you can catch Curtis and I on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So give us a subscribe. Give us a review. It would be much appreciated. 
So thank you again, Curtis. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Working from home.